Here's to good friends. Cheers. 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 Hmm. That's sort of an oaky afterbirth. Mm. What was that? She did tell me to uh, get a beer and some cheese fries over at Eskimo Joe's. That's very nice, lovely. I only hope you feel this way when I'm done. Because I could destroy this night in two seconds. Why is that funny? <laughs> well, I think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing. <laughs> Smooth as a bourbon on a summer day. Strong as a peated scotch in the winter night. This is a fair warning. The Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Feels good to be a winner. Yeah? Yeah, it always feels good to win. Hey, Juan, is my microphone up all the way? I mean, yeah. is it up at the same? You're okay, good. I just can't. I can't hear me very well. Oh. For some reason. That's okay. I, I promise <laughs> you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm just <laughs> going to talk more. <laughs> Because I'm not getting the verbal feedback I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, man, we're back in studio. It's great to be back. We had an awesome time at uh, at our campout this uh, last weekend. If you did not get a chance to listen to um, to our episode last week, we had an opportunity to talk with and interview uh, Brother Joseph Marie from Clear Creek Abbey, and we got a chance to talk about all the different uh, things about the founding of, of Clear Creek, about... Um, John Senior about Mrs. Senior uh, about Fogumbo. It was it was a really great episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, this evening we're gonna jump into Lagavulin Distillers Edition. It is Lagavulin uh, double matured in uh, Pedro Jaimez seasoned American oak casks. Sweet, um, Dave. Let me ask you something. Something happened to me recently, and I'm okay. interested on, on on what you would have said. All right, we're, I'm ready. We're of the age now where you will get, or at least I have, maybe maybe, maybe I should just speak for myself here. Yeah, because you're older than me. I would right, just by make three that, months. I want to make that clear from the, from the get-go here. Right. But to where uh, there's younger men who come up to me and, and have asked like, hey, what's some advice you would give you know, to me as a, younger, as a young Catholic guy just out of college? And you're like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not in that bracket anymore. Wait, um, do, are we not the same? Right. Uh, and then we hang out for a minute and I realize, no, we're not the same. Because yeah. um, you were doing dumb things. You know what, actually, <laughs> I do have a lot of advice for you, actually, now that now that we talk more. Right. Uh, and so he he asked me, he said, like, hey, uh, what's some advice uh, that you have that you would, like, give yourself uh, in, like, the your young 20s? And so let me ask you, like, guy comes up to you and says, like, hey, Dave, What's some advice that you would give yourself, the 23-year-old, 24-year-old David Niles? Okay, so I have two answers for this question. Okay. I have objective advice that I might give. Okay. Um, I, but I know that myself in like my early 20s would not listen to it. And so I would have to like think about, all right, here on the one, here's like objective advice, like, uh, like 
maybe start going to church, uh, you know. <laughs> Live like, a sacramental like, life. Yeah, like come come back to the fold, right? Like go mm-hmm. to confession, stop, stop uh, committing mortal sins, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. I'm not sure how that would be, how well that would go over with my 20-year-old self. How well it would be received. So my other other answer, I don't, I'm not going to be able to say, but I would want to think about what would be a good nudge. Like, what's at least some advice that I would that I would, that I might take, you know? And at least it might not be the best advice, but it would be at least advice that would be possibly acted upon. Okay, because you could give objective advice. That's really really great. Yeah. But if the person's not ready for it, it's well, not going to do it. Typically, if a guy is coming to you asking you for advice, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. probably ready for it. Yeah, but my 20-year-old self, you, not, you're, you're reframing the question here. My right. 20-year-old self is not doing that. Right. Okay. But he's totally fine. Yeah. So we thought. Right. So uh, let, me th- let me throw out the five. I gave five things off the top you of my head. five things. Off the top of my head. And I, I went back and wrote it down because I was like, oh, I want to make sure I, wow. I can remember this. So here's the things that I said. I said this is uh, one of those moments where you're like, impress yourself. Well, because I, I just wasn't prepared at all. Yeah. Right. And you're like, that was that was kind of that was some good advice. It's like when you're at the gym and you're like looking at yourself in the mirror, like, oh no, I don't. No, that, was, no. that looks pretty good. So the advice was, uh, listen, if you're single, if you're a single man, uh, study for two hours a day. Okay. Now I say uh, qualify what study means. Uh, study in. Uh, prayer, which I read something recently, I think this is why it was on the top of my head, uh, by um, Sartre Lange, a, a good French uh, Dominican yeah. on the intellectual life. Uh-huh. He says that study has been called a prayer of truth. Okay. To study is like a prayer to truth, which we know okay. truth is a person. But anyway, so like when I say study for two hours, I mean in like prayer, like make sure you have prayer, and then also study, like in, like Form your intellectual life. Uh-huh. Okay. So block out two hours a day for prayer and study. Okay. Uh, I said have one hour, uh, at least one hour of adoration a week and add one mass uh, per week, every week. So you know go to Sunday mass and then at least one daily mass. I'm going to change I'm gonna change my... Wait, hold on. Let me finish mine. I'm then, sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm jumping the gun. Yeah. Uh, number three, I said make sure you fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, I said, learn how to fix something or make something. Like, you're a young guy. Uh, you don't have, like, you have all the time. Like, I know you don't feel like you have all the time in the world, but you do. You have a lot of time. Yeah. So learn how to even, uh, either carpentry, plumbing, uh, no, figure out how to, like, fix things, you know, uh, elect- electrical, like, become an electrician. Like, figure out how something works. So that way, whenever you buy a house and you have a home, uh, you know, family, you don't have to... Yeah. Uh, Contract that out. This weekend, my mower broke. Stopped. It stopped working. Mm-hmm. Turn the key. Nothing. No clicking. No nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I'm not a mechanical guy. I can fix other things. Anyway, long story short, I said no. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a shot. So I took the frame off the mower so I could get to all the parts. Sure enough, I said that looks like a fuse. Pull it out. It was. And I pulled that Blown. fuse out. Took one look at it and said, "Yep, that's it." Cost me like. 15 cents to fix it. my mower instead of take you know putting it on the trailer oh. and taking it down to the you know the the dealer mm-hmm. no idea how much that would cost yeah. you know it's gonna be at least a hundred bucks right for I them mean, to look at it for them to pl- put a new fuse in yeah mm-hmm. 
And the last one I said, and this is like one I think that's very important. Learn to go to bed early. Oh, dude. Still like, have, I still have not learned to out. go to bed early. So the five are two hours of study, one hour of adoration a week, fast on Wednesdays and Fridays, learn how to fix something or make something, like develop a craft of some sort, even if it's gardening or whatever it is, and then learn how to go to bed early. I'm actually much better at going to bed early when my wife is home. If I'm by myself, you think like, oh, what are you staying up for? Mm. Dude, it's, it's the worst. Like if I'm home, home alone, like I'll stay up forever. Oh, I don't doing, do that at all. Doing what? I don't know. And I like this week Haley's been gone and so I've had all the kids get them to bed by eight, in bed myself by eight fifteen, asleep by eight thirty. No, I, I just personally I think that's ridiculous. But I'm ha- I'm happy for I love you. It. I'm happy for you. I love it. Because I get up at four thirty five. Yeah. So anyway. Uh it's too much sleep. Just too much. Oh. Good for me. That's like nine hours of sleep. If I get to bed at like 8.30 and I get up at 4.30? It's eight hours. Eight hours of sleep. Too much. That's... Just kidding. <laughs> I want to change my advice to myself. Okay. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> there. There. That's it. Uh, 20-year-old self. Bitcoin! Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, buy as much Apple stock as you can afford. No, forget that. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> Um, so anyway, sell it sixty thousand. That's your target. So if you're, but if you are selling sixty thousand, that's your target. Uh, if you're a young guy listening right now, that's my advice. That that's what I would give. And nice. I think I think that would I, like help, I think that helps form you and, and prepare you for the married life. So we've got got a little bit of time left. We've got to get to the scotch, but I want to tell a Which story. Which is delicious. Yes, it is. It's fantastic. It's Lagavulin, of course. But it's of course it's delicious. Yeah. To, well, you know, this last weekend was the camp out. Yes. Great time. I just want to tell a story about Juan Posada. Okay. So we were all down at this creature. Which, who's here today? Who's here? Hey, Juan. Juan, great to see you, my friend. And Jim is here as well. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jim. Jim, on the yummy scale? 3.8. Now, we'll be back to out of four or... Out of out five. five. Okay. okay. Just want to make sure. Because yeah, it does it does move. I still I feel like I'm I don't even know what the I feel like scale I, is. Like I'm cl- close closer than most to understanding the Yummy scale, but I don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> so anyway, Juan, we're so there's a group of us. It's very hot. It was pretty hot at the it was, at the camp out. Yes. So we all went down. Better than rain though. Oh, way better. We were uh, sitting in the creek, which is just glorious. Um and just having a great time, mm-hmm. drinking a couple beers. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're sitting in this rocky creek. We, you know, like kind of picking up rocks and skipping them. Well, somebody finds this big, flat, like piece of shale or mm-hmm. something, and we're all trying to skip it. And I remember, I, I even said, like, I feel like I have a 100 percent chance of skipping that rock. And I'll just tell you, I didn't. Okay, it's not a hundred. It was quite, quite the inverse. My confidence fooled me. Yes. <laughs> so Juan gets up there and he gets this thing and he's like swinging it like an idiot, about to throw a discus. All right. <laughs> But, you know, he, he was hamming it up on purpose, right? right He's, like, right. putting on this big show. Like, right. Ooh, yeah. here we go. Yes. Mm. Right. And then, like, the Holy Spirit descended or something, and he slung this rock down this creek bed, and everybody went, whoa! And this thing just went, like, skip, 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 And it just, like, kept going and going and going. It went, actually, so far, it went up onto the bank, like down the creek, and we all just went, "Whoa!" It was, it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Juan Juan Posada. We'll be right back. 
Dave and Pamela, Haley and I, Jim and Kathy, and Father Patrick Briscoe, Dominican Friar from the Dominican House of Studies, editor of Our Sunday Visitor. We're going to the Holy Land, and we want you to come with us. April 3rd through the 13th, 2024, we're going to be walking in the footsteps of our Lord and His Apostles. We're going to celebrate daily Mass and sample some of the best local cuisine and wine. It's going to be a fantastic trip full of prayer, fellowship, mirth, and it's selling out quick. We're taking less than one bus, so it's, it's intimate. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a trip of a lifetime. We want you to come with us. All you have to do is go to selectinternationaltours.com slash Catholic Man Show. Sign up today. It's selling out very quickly, but we want you to join us. Selectinternationaltours.com slash The Catholic Man Show. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're drinking Lagavulin Isla Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Distiller's mm. Edition. Mm. It's so just good. delicious. So good. Product of Diageo, just like every other alcoholic beverage you drink in the world. It's a deep amber color. It is a nice color. I love the color. It's a really great color. Intense speedy. So it's it's not near as much iodine tasting as the typical Lagavulin. I agree. I agree. It's much more peaty. And like more malty, like it's got more like earth to it. I it just, think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I I absolutely love it. Yeah, so Juan Juan's epic rock skip at the camp out he got the he brought the rock home he's going to frame he's the rock frame it he wants to hang it here in the studio Which, I'm, we're not really exactly sure why he wants to put it here but you know <laughs> I, you know i look around and i don't see any rocks on the wall so i guess that's a deficiency we'll have soon corrected Haley's gonna be pumped she's gonna love it she, bro. yeah out of everybody she's I mean, it's a nice it. big piece of shale right yeah she's gonna love it she's gonna get him come in there and she's gonna be like what the shale is that <laughs> Um, she's gonna love it. Yeah. So, uh, what else? Anything else? That's it. That's all I, was, I got. I just want to tell the rock story. We're going. Oh, we're going to Exodus ninety summit. Uh, uh, this weekend, which will be great. Totally I'm super awesome. pumped. We're also to going able... to the Holy Land. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> TBD. Yeah. Um, pending. Pending certain undevelopments. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're we're planning on going. It's a long time. So we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. So tonight I want to talk about uh, detachment or holy indifference, um, which also is like simplicity. It's an important. It's such an important topic. It really is. Uh, so I want to talk. I want to talk about this because I think that um, this is kind of like the beginning of whole. Like if you're, it's like okay, the art of living holy, right? The uh, pursuing virtue of pursuing yeah. holiness. Like where do I start? Like, how do I, like, start living the virtues? I think this is a great way to start. I think this is the, a, a good you? way to start. Yes. Okay. I, I'd like to hear you talk, like, give your... To, let me just kind of frame my thoughts so you okay. understand where I'm coming from. To me, this is not the beginning. This is something that takes a long time to get to. Hmm. Like, I, I think this is something that's very hard. You have to pursue it, okay? You have, to, you have to know about it. You have to learn. You can't desire that which you don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm-hmm. so this is something that we need to desire, and so we need to know it. We need to know about it. We need to know what it is so that we can understand it, pursue it, okay? So it's a very important topic. So, and push back, on, push back, 
where you, where you think you know maybe you disagree. To me, this is something that's not a, this is not a starting point. Like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and detach myself from from all my possessions. I think this is something that happens over time. Well, I'm not talking about just possessions. Okay. Which I think a lot of people, when I say when we say detachments, people think just possessions. Yeah, and I guess I don't mean just possessions. I do mean possessions, sure. but I mean like earthly things, creatures. Sure. So let me say, let me let, let me pull from Saint Albert the Great. Okay. A man, a, a man of a virtue. A man, a man who knows a thing or two about virtue. He right? was so great. So he said, he said, true simplicity or detachment. Like, so th- I think that simplicity and detachment. I think uh, detachment is the uh, is the means to the end of simplicity. Now okay. I, I'm still thinking this through, right? So I, like, this is not something just been like kind of. Are you going to define simplicity for everybody as well? Yeah. So true, true simplicity consists of having like God, but one thought, and that thought must be to please God in all things. Okay. So if you're striving to please God in all things, mm-hmm. if you have that mind frame, like, okay, what am I doing today? What am I doing this morning? What am I doing at work? What am I doing at dinner? What am I doing before I go to bed? If you're in your mind thinking, what should I be doing to please God based on my stage in life, state in life? I think that is going to help you grow in virtue. Definitely. Right? And so this is going to be something that, that if you have that frame of mind, mm-hmm. you actually don't have to, like, you know, because the virtuous life is hard, right? It, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, so the ideas of like, oh, I got I to gotta, uh, be chaste and I got to be, uh, you know, honest and I got to be... You know, all these different virtues uh-huh. uh, is a grind sometimes. Like, and sometimes you have to like really be intentional and focused on like. Right. Uh, uh, if they weren't hard, this. then they wouldn't be virtues. I mean, they wouldn't. It wouldn't be. Wouldn't be virtuous. That's not true. Well, that's not true at all. That's not true. But it, it wouldn't be meritorious, as in the same way. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. So, uh, Father, uh, Father Louis uh, Lelement. I don't know how to say his last name. I can't read your writing, so I'm not really sure how to say it there. L-A-L-L-E-M-E-N-T. Okay. Yeah, Lelement. Lelement. He's a fantastic... We'll just call him Father Louis. Father Louis? We'll call him Louis. Okay, I like that too. That's good. Here's what he said. He said, We must study to acquire a complete indifference and protest that we seek nothing... In this life, except to possess God as much as it is possible for us to possess Him, and that all else is a matter of indifference to us. Mm-hmm. So again, it's keeping the highest thing at the highest position. Totally. But one of the things he he uh, he talks about is like, okay, this is what this is what uh, we should be striving for, right? To please God in all things, to only obtain God. Uh, what what do you want? Nothing but you, God. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, as St. Thomas Aquinas would you really, know, said. Really what he says is... Nothing if it's not for you, God. If not you, God. If not you, right, God. Yeah. yeah. Nothing but you is fine, but it's not... It doesn't actually embrace the fullness of non nisite domine. Mm-hmm. Nothing if not you. Mm-hmm. So if I can't have you, I don't want anything. Right, which is a complete uh, detachment, right? Because complete if I, simplicity. Yeah, because if I can't have you, the good, then all other goods cease to be good because they find they have their goodness... Mm-hmm. In him, right. right? So if I can't have you, then no, things aren't good. And this requires a lot of trust, right? Like that God loves you, that he wants the best for you, that he wants uh, uh, you to, whatever the path is that you're called to, yeah. is only for your own good and your uh, sanctification and salvation, right? Which could be hard, which could be 
a, a difficult time in your life. It could be something that, that you struggle with. It, it could be something that you, you don't feel at ease about. Mm-hmm. But to be able to trust the Lord and say like, no, I only want you. And even if that means I'm very nervous about these other things, or I don't want to do these other things, or uh, I'm struggling to do these things, you have to know this is something that we're uh, that that the Lord desires for us to yeah. you know desires for us. So I think this is why this is part of the reason why I think this is not like the first step. These are not your first steps. Obviously, um, Jim, you keep getting in, into the video, just FYI. Jim Spencer, everybody. <laughs> Obviously, you desire these things, okay? But or or intellectually, you know, I should desire them. Because there are some things where I know I should desire this, but when I'm really honest with myself and with you know, and I'll mm-hmm. admit it to Jesus, like Jesus, I want to desire this, but I just don't. Right. Like I want to. Right. So help me. But if I'm if being completely honest, I don't want. I don't have. I don't feel a desire for this. Right. Um. And I think this kind of comes into here because in, in the beginning of like a your journey, your spiritual life. Let's say let's say you're just learning to pray. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't even really know the Lord yet, okay? And so you can't really desire him in the right way because you haven't really, you, you haven't really touched on and understood, in, even in the, the smallest way that we can, his goodness. Well, I don't think you ever do. But you don't, certainly not in this life, you're not going to like really understand it, but you do get a glimpse. You get, um, sure. and, and so you can in this life, Absolutely, you can come to a realization and an appreciation for his goodness above the goodness of other things. In the beginning of your spiritual life, I just don't see how you could actually have that. And so you might say and recognize, you know, doing some readings like, oh, yeah, I should desire God above all things, but you're just not going to, even though you, right. even though you desire. But, if you de- but, but again, the desire you is des- the first step. You we want to desire it. You desire to desire right. it. Right. But and that's and the that's, first step. That's good. But ha- achieving detachment. I'm not I wasn't talking about achieving it. Well, that's why in the beginning I said it's a good thing it's good to know and know what you're striving for, but detachment itself is not in the beginning of the spiritual life. So maybe maybe it was just a semantics thing where our disagreement is. I was just mm-hmm. saying Achieving, like oh, I, I don't think having I, detachment. I don't think I, I think very few people actually achieve detachment in this life. Well, I can say in my own life, I have, I, I have so, so many problems. Okay, a long way to go, but I can look back and say, you know what, I have um, progressed in this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have detached myself from many things I used to really be afraid of mm-hmm. losing, mm-hmm. and now I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of losing those things, mm-hmm. and that just has comes along with my own, you know, trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. The more I have learned to trust him, the more I realize like, oh, I don't even I'm clinging to these things over here. Mm-hmm. And it's just silly. I you know, like sure, I still have them in my life, but I don't need them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I can see how I've progressed in this. I haven't like achieved, you know, like detachment unlocked, you know, achievement <laughs> like unlocked. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, and that's the way virtue is, right? You always grow in things gradually. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's you have to do other things first, in my mind. Yeah, you have to have that. You have to come to. You need you need a prayer life. You're never going to have detachment without a prayer life. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with that. But I think 
the ta- detachment starts in knowing that uh, I desire to love God the most. Sure. And I agree. I agree. So with that's that. when detachment starts, yeah. I think. Because okay. then you decide, like, okay, maybe I don't maybe I don't want to to sacrifice everything else to love God yet. But I know that I want to love God. Uh-huh. And so then you realize he's the highest good, and I should put him at the highest point in my life. Yeah. Now there's gonna be a long road of purification, and there's gonna be a long road of you know trials and tribulations that, that accompany that. Totally. But that's the beginning. Yeah. I agree. Listen, I know this is going to be a tough sell for you guys, but humor me here. This October, hundreds of Catholic men gathered together from around the world at Estes Park, Colorado. Beautiful Estes Park, Colorado in October. It's going to be gorgeous for a five-day adventure dedicated to helping everybody build a better prayer life forming up virtue and a life beyond Exodus 90, and having brotherly fellowship, getting to know one another, most likely over a pint. Join us, exodus90.com slash the summit. We're going to be there. Dave and I, we're going to be giving a talk. We're going to have a live Catholic Command Show episode there. Join us, exodus90.com slash summit. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Talking about indifference, attachment, simplicity. I mean, I guess that's what we're talking about. I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> so we we kind of defined like you know the desire, uh, you know, what kind of atta- detachment is the desire to pursue God above all things. Yeah. And he said one of the obstacles, uh, Father Louis said one of the obstacles that. Uh, men seem to have is complaining. Yeah, I hate it when people do that. <laughs> it drives me crazy. He says, uh, the, uh, like an obstacle to detachment is is complaining because all right, you're putting the things that uh, that you're struggling with, like you're just whining about them. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, holy people, you never hear him do that. No, and the, actually, you know what? I, I'm interested. Because I think uh, Father Louis was uh, lived around the 1800s, uh-huh. and I just have this, and maybe this is nostalgia, or I don't know what it is, like, uh, just false rep- representation of, like, men just used to not complain. And, in, and, uh, like, uh, in the honor culture? Yeah. There was, if you complained, it was, um... And I'm... Yeah, it's like, you just, no, a man would never complain, even right. even, even if he was he being had, seri- uh, seriously abused. Right. And I struggle with, it. like, as I... You know, I took this to prayer, and I've kind of been like thinking about my own life. Like, I struggle with this. I complain way too much as a man. Like, I, I complain way too much because complaining really doesn't do any good, right? You're just woe is me. And it's like no, like yeah, you're having a hard time, right? And the, obviously, there's a difference between like voicing appropriate concerns, you know, or problems. Right. That's not complaining. It, no, yeah. but what what I'm talking about is like because uh, what ends up happening is that I complain and I actually uh, deflect. The things that I'm struggling with and put it onto other people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, well, I've, that's a lot easier, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he says that uh, complaining can can come from not being detached from our own inclinations and our own will. So that is the hardest thing to detach yourself of your own will. That's right. Okay, you can detach yourself from food, from possessions, from people, 
the hardest thing mm-hmm. to detach yourself from is your own will. Mm-hmm. Because obviously those other things fall into that, okay? If you detach yourself from your own will, therefore you have, necess- you have necessarily detached yourself from food, possessions, and people. Right. Because you don't desire them, you know, like mm-hmm. it does part of it. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about the ways to help you in detachment? Or, the, would, yeah, or, or, or do you want to talk about first the ways that uh, or the obstacles to achieving detachment first? Kind of the positive or the negative? Which, which... Well, let's start with the positive. Okay. So there's ways to help in a detachment is prayer, which is uh, kind of what you've said. This is not something that's too uh, shocking, right? Is because you're oh wait is it a virtue okay the way to be, the way to grow in it is prayer yeah but he talks about like being consistent in your prayer life okay he says it's not possible to acquire indifference unless in the first place we have a due esteem for the interior life and sufficient uh, sufficient acquaintance with it and rank it above everything else right and so mm. he talks about like it's important to be consistent in prayer that you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows in prayer. There's going to be times when you feel like almost that God is almost like talking to you audibly. He's so close. Mm-hmm. And there's times that he's so far away that you're you're sitting there in prayer or in an adoration. And you're like, are you even here, Lord? Like, yeah. can you even hear me? And I think if you're a man who's, you know, has a regular adoration hour or, you know, just a regular prayer life, there's you understand what these peaks and valleys sound like, you know, yeah. are like. This is kind of what I was trying to say that, you know, unless you have an esteem for the, what he's saying, unless you have an esteem for the interior life and a su- sufficient acquaintance with it, you won't understand that it ranks above every other occupation. Right. You know, because you, you have to know, you have to know God. You have to, like, have a, at least a taste right. of his supreme goodness before you're ever going to be able to... But I think it's written on every human heart. It is. It is. But he is not, he doesn't force himself on you, right? No, of course you know, not. And he wants he wants us to pursue him, mm-hmm. and so he waits. He waits for you to do that before he does reveal those truths that he's he you know just stand ready for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know he he offers them to everybody, but you have to pursue him. You have to you have to make a choice mm-hmm. to do that, and then he'll, and then he will. But until you do that, until you have that prayer life, until you have you know, until you make that dedication to that consistency that he's talking about, mm-hmm. you won't understand how you could, because it seems like an impossible Herculean task in the beginning, I think, of the spiritual life. For, like, guys who are just really coming around to this, mm-hmm. I think the idea of detachment, you know, like, what am I, am I going to, like, I'm supposed to be St. Francis and just throw See, I myself think, I away? Think, no, like, I think mentally you think of the positive and not the negative. Uh-huh. But so, I'm, but for the people in the beginning is what I'm well, saying. And, and I, I think it's very crucial for the people in the beginning to not think about the negative, but think about the positive. Okay. So think about like, no, I want to keep lo- uh, the Lord first. Not, oh, I need to d- detach from this, 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 and this. Yeah. I don't want to look at the negative. Like, you know, virtue is not uh, like um, pushing away the thing, the vice. Mm-hmm. It is taking delight and pleasure in the good. And so, so I think like it's important... Like especially in the very beginning, sure. because odds are, if but you those were like, two things they they go hand in hand. Like in the in the but beginning, but it's mentally, it's a, like for me at least, it's just a, a, a mentality. Like for me, I, I know what you mean. Let me tell a story about this. So um, when we first started the Catholic radio station, uh-huh. ten uh, years ago, ten years ago, uh, almost exactly, 
we I, I remember I was in adoration and I was praying and you know things were really like the radio station was like just kind of falling into place. Everything was just happening. It was going great. And um, I remember being really nervous. I was actually really afraid that the Lord was going to call me to quit my job and to go into full-time ministry. And and I was... Bro, I, had, I know that feeling. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I had felt it for a while, and I was kind of... I was I, When it would come up in prayer, I would change the subject. <laughs> Okay, if you've ever done that. In oh prayer. yeah, dude. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I was there in adoration, and it came like I felt it coming up again, and I just like laid it out. I was like, "All right, Jesus, I feel like you might be calling me to do this." And the thing is, Jesus, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'm afraid of walking away from a good job, and from like uh, I've you know in my mind I have like my future planned out. I know like. I have my own plans, and I, t- I told Jesus, I am a f- I'm afraid that you're going to ask me to do this, and, and I said, like, and if you do, I will do it. I want you to know I don't want to, but mm-hmm. I, I, I will. You just need to know that, like, it's freaking me out, okay? And it was just, just a very honest prayer. Um, it's one of, like, the handful of, like, prayer moments that mm-hmm. I think I'll always remember, mm. and... Instantly gone, never, never troubled me again. Hmm. It was, it, and like I think it was really just the Lord. The what He wanted was for me to surrender mm-hmm. and to say, "Yes, I will go where you call. I will go where you ask me. I will go where you call." And I had to, I had to be indifferent. I had to detach myself. And and he, you know, the lesson he he's going like, David, I love you. Right. Okay. You think I'm not going to give you all the best stuff? Okay, I am. I want all of these, like everything I want for you is the best thing that exists. In fact, the eye has not seen nor the ear heard. Right, okay? Because like, I want to give you me, all right? And if you would just let me do it. Mm-hmm. Get out, you're holding on, you're like dragging this stuff. I don't know, do you remember the movie The Jerk when he's like leaving, like he and his, and his wife I are like, like splitting up. He's like, I just need this lamp. <laughs> And this telephone, and that's all I need. And like, by the time he gets out of the house, he's decided he needs like other random stuff, and he's like dragging it all around. Okay, yeah. like I felt like that's me, you know, like hanging on to these things, you know. And Christ is just like, put the stupid phone down, okay, right. you know. Um, but it, it was scary, and in the beginning, that's the way it is. You want to, and it, I think it's good mm-hmm. advice what you're saying. Focus on the positive, because otherwise, I would have never been able to say yes. I'm willing to give up my job if I wasn't focusing on the positive. Mm-hmm. But you can't pretend like the negative. You know, I'm not saying that's what you're doing. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. The negative, he's got to confront it too. Right. Um, it's just, totally. but man, you know what? When I did it, it's just so much peace. It's almost like if you surrender, the more freedom you have. Totally. You should write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he talks about prayer, he talks about acts of charity. He says, ways to help to detach, like uh, make acts of charity to the less fortunate. And this is something that I have really tried to uh, incorporate over the last, I don't know, maybe like five years. It's like really try because there's times where I will either get down or I'll get uh, overloaded or anxious about things. Yeah. More of an anxious person than you are. Mm. Um, as yeah. everybody knows um, who well, listens to the show. I, I know it anyway. Yeah. 
Um, and so I I have come to the realization that a lot of times the anxiety that comes in is me worrying about me. <laughs> right? Like it's more of like I'm worried about things. What about me? Yeah. And so I've learned that the more like when I get in, uh, when I have this anxiety if I orient myself more outward towards other people to help them, yeah, the anxiety goes away. Mm-hmm. And so when I feel myself like either going like kind of getting into a slump or like uh, just mentally like in a fog or uh, have this anxiety, I I'm like, okay, this is the time that I need to go and do something for somebody else. Whether that be you know just go do something extra for my wife or my children or you know a coworker or make an extra effort to you know say hello and even just. Uh, open the door for a random person, you know, yeah. just something small uh, for another person and like kind of just give them a little bit of, of of me, you know, of some sort. And like, it's funny how that those acts of charity draw yourself out of yourself. Um, and draw charity in. Right. It's like one of those syringes. Like yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the last thing he talks about to help in detachment is mortification. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Very good. Since the earliest centuries, Catholics have been called to sanctify the home by making it a little church. Family meals, shared gathering spaces, and the most mundane tasks, all of these are to be taken up into the higher dimension and bathed in prayer. But in the modern world, it is easy to lose sight of this fact and shape our homes around the latest consumer trends. In Living Beyond Sunday, the Niles and Minahan families take the mystery and guesswork out of the domestic church, showing you how to sanctify your home simply, wisely, and practically. Every Catholic family should own a copy of this book. That endorsement is from Sam Guzman, the Catholic gentleman. Go check out our new book that we have out by Ascension Press, ascensionpress.com, Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're sipping on some Lagavulin, which is delicious. Jim doesn't like it. I Jim's totally indifferent to it. Which is very holy of him to be indifferent. Jim, teach us your ways. Yes. This is why we have Jim here, because he's like our spiritual guru. He's also a lot like Santa Claus. He's slapping like, heretics. Like, look at his cheeks look rosy right now. Look at him. It's because he's, he's embarrassed. embarrassed. He is so But all the same, all the same, Jim. So embarrassed. Okay, so we're talking about detachment. Uh, the, I, I, I mentioned at the end a way to grow into detachment is the mortification. This is why, again, uh, when somebody asks me, like, what should I be doing, uh, you know, as I'm preparing for marriage life or something like that, it's like, fast. You should be fasting. Yeah. You should quiet your appetites. You know, uh, by mortification, yeah. you're, you're quieting Preparing your for marriage... You should learn to fast, yeah. like, and you should you should like hit it hard. It's so easy without kids to fast. <laughs> all right, so Adam, the three the three things were prayer, acts of charity, mortification. Mm-hmm. I'll do the prayer, and you can do the mortification. And then between the two of us, we'll that's have it we'll it have it knocked that's out. Not how it works? But that'd be great if you could combo that up. I'll let yeah. you do the charity part too. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he talks about also ways uh, that that oppose simplicity, right? Ways. The vices that like get in the way. Okay. Okay. And this kind of 
uh, piggybacks really well. Speaking on, on, of vices, on, I want to give a shout out to George Carpenter for finally, or for not finally, but for actually giving me my. He he finished my vice. It was way too much. He like made it all beautiful on this gorgeous stand. Thank you, George. I think yes. you, George. I think you're the best. He also uh, saved me. I, by, I know, I know you're listening, knife. so thank you. He also saved me with my knife. Totally broke, did, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Okay, so we're talking about uh, mortification. You know the importance of that because he says the uh, the vice that operates that opposes to simplicity is our own passions. It says to gratify them, we multiply our thoughts and desires, and acting not with the simple view of honoring God. This is something that I I think the way he explained this was very in, like uh, revealing to me. I guess by because by gratifying our own desires we multiply our thoughts it's almost like yeah. you divide uh, almost i don't know if it's multiply or actually divide i don't know i'm not really great at math but like it seems like you divide your your thought process into something else right yes. it, it breaks <clears throat> off so from, if, if you're talking about dividing it like cutting it up into pieces right that would be multiplying yeah which is funny how you can divide something, something and you're actually multiplying it mm. oh. Turns out they're the same, <laughs> but I don't math too good. So, yeah. um, but I I really like that. So you know, uh, divine simplicity, the importance of like being some, uh, like being a simple person. You know, uh, is because you have one thought. You know, one opportunity to seek everything you've ever wanted. One moment. Could you capture it, or do, would you just let it slip through? I don't know. Um, but you'd probably my mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, like, so it's talking about so, so many uh, cultural references in today's one episode. Did, one went, it went way over one. You don't head. get it, one? No. Yeah. It made him hungry. Yeah, um, so, made him hungry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> passions. If you knew, it wouldn't make you hungry, but okay. that's all right. Our, our passions. So, that's the first one. He says also, the, the second one is regards to other, like having regard to others, like okay. what other people are going to be thinking about me. Like, not in a good way regarding others, but like, being concerned about concerned, what others like, are thinking. Are people judging me? Or right. like, am I interpreting in them? You know, what are their conjectures? Are they are like are they inquiring about certain things that are going to make me uncomfortable? Yeah. Uh, you know, if I if I stand up and say something about my faith, like what are other people going to think about me? You know, or mm-hmm. the, the way I li- if I say like, oh, I don't eat meat on Fridays, like is that going to be a a weird thing at the office? You know, at lunch or something like that. Um, just sure. worried about yeah, what yeah. other people are thinking about. Right. Which is something that some people don't struggle with at all. And yeah. some some people really, really struggle with. Right. I, I have noticed that that and you know, there's people in the middle, but there are some people who just that's not a thing that they have. Mm-hmm. And then other people, that is their main thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. The last one I think uh is something that happens as you grow in detachment. I think this is kind of like the one that's uh, a little bit deeper rooted and it's like reflecting upon ourselves for our own satisfaction right so if you reflect upon the past on like how how great i did on this moment you know like oh i said this like oh this guy came up to me and asked me for you know advice and man i just nailed it i gotta go write this down you mean like if you were gonna frame like, a rock or, or something frame- <laughs> <laughs> uh for our own satisfaction or like uh uh we, we love you one yeah, I'm still doing. <laughs> so it's talking about like our own works, our good works, and how it pleases us, you know, and how there's a disorder there, right? You know, the desire yeah. to like the reason why we do the good works is not to please ourselves, but to please our Lord. Like, 
yeah our mind is is in the process of thinking like only you lord if not only you Mm -hmm. and we're doing things and being like like being a pharisee and be like look come here and look how good i look like that uh you know is very counter counterintuitive you talking to me no, no, no. I feel like no, dude. you were looking right at me, bro. <laughs> no, we're just having a conversation. Uh, you know, and our like, um, he also talks about how our bad deeds and how we excuse them or make up excuses for them, right? So, like, he talks about the past, present, and future uh, as far as like reflecting upon ourselves. So, the, the past of like, things that we've done yeah. done well. He also talks about like even like in the moment whenever we do something that's not good, like you know, when we come to evil and like. Think about like, oh, well, the only reason why I did that is because I had to do this, this, and this. And like, so I had like, it was just the way out of it. Right. You know, we, we judge ourselves with <clears throat> much more leniency than what we would judge others. Yeah. And if you call it the episode we did a couple of weeks ago about the eight principal faults, the mm-hmm. six were connected, but then there were the two that were connected, vainglory and pride. You know, and so you start to, as you, as you achieve, as you, you know, start to, leave this original six behind now all of a sudden hey look how holy i am mm-hmm. look how you know mm-hmm. like i because you could rightly and justly say i've progressed right mm-hmm. that would be true that that wouldn't be prideful if you're just honestly saying it but it's so easy to slip into like oh i am just doing so good would you the, look at my the halo Lord, the i need Lord to polish it up must be so proud of me right mm, i'll bet i am just just easing the anguish and his passions you know i must have been one of those souls he talked about <laughs> right uh and it, the moment you have those thoughts the moment you just need like get rid of those thoughts immediately yeah it's like then you realize like what's this rope around my neck yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's I was, satan I, what's I was, satan doing right behind me i was so humble for a second yeah. there. <laughs> uh so all of these things oppose the it, like true simplicity right he says, like, but you can avoid this when uh, the mind is occupied only with the simple thought of pleasing our Lord. Yeah. And I think this is hard. Which is a challenge. Which is, yeah. It's, 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 this is hard. This is hard. We're talking about hard stuff here, but yeah. but it is the pursuit. Right. It is it's what we should be what we should be pursuing. Because look, I'm not I'm not shooting for like halfway. Halfway to holiness. You There's know? no such thing as a half saint. Right. It's so, sainthood or bust. So, you know, as long as I have breath, I will I will continue to climb if I can. Ascend if possible. Right. Yeah. Um and you know, there are certain certain things that God wants me to be, you know, like Saint Therese talks about. Some people are made to be big flowers, some people are made to be little flowers. That doesn't mean we're not all called to like holiness. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are, but mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep going as long as I can. Well Jim just like covered you up with his a jacket there on a video, which was hilarious. It's Humility. Like, yeah, it was so, so humble of, of him. Way to go, Juan. Way, way to go. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank, thank you. Thank you for, for that. Uh, no, I, I loved it. Um, <laughs> uh, so one thing that like uh, really has stuck with me in, in, in some of the readings that I've been doing over the last year is vocation means concentration. Right, so vocation means concentration. So we talk about all the time, like how do you live a Catholic life? Like how do you pray? How do you love? You do it. You be intentional about it. You make time for it. You know, you you desire it. Uh, so like, what is your vocation? Is it to the married life? Is it to the priesthood? Is it a single life? Like, what is your vocation? Okay, then 
focus on it. Then concentrate on it. How do you, like, the Lord has given you this vocation only to grow closer to Him. Yeah. So stay focused on that. Yeah, the, and the ability to simply concentrate on something. You don't, people don't recognize how important that is to your spiritual life. Um, you know, like if, because if your concentration is just fractured all the time, mm-hmm. if you don't have the ability to ponder something and hold on to it for a while or to stay focused on a task, mm-hmm. the, the same thing because, you know, this is just an, it's a natural skill. And, you know, grace perfects our nature. And so if you don't have that ability, when it comes time to pray, you're going to continue to struggle with that same thing, right? Mm-hmm. That you're going to, like, I'm trying to sit here and meditate. Next thing I know, it's just my mind is just all over the place, and it's like I'm constantly bringing it back, which is good. That's a good exercise to do. But if you have to do it a thousand times, then you just do it a thousand times, and the Lord will be pleased with with your efforts because He knows what you're capable of. But it's something that we need to work on. You know, if that's if that's a problem for you, and sometimes it's a problem for me. Distraction in prayer. I mean, I think that's a that's a problem for everybody at at different points. There are some some days where I pray well. Um, by God's grace, you know, it's just a gift that He gives me. And other days, it's like my own my own struggles are very, very present. Uh, but I think it's worse today that kind of distraction, simply because of the screens that are everywhere, technology, entertainment. Right? We're constantly entertained. All right, and so we don't have to like we we, ne- we never reflect. We have no silence. Because why would I want to be, why would I want silence when I could be entertained, right? So that it's concentration easy. is it's so important. It's tough to be a, a contemplative when you're a consumer. Constantly. Mm, that's a good, that's, put that on Twitter. Mm. Follow me at, <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, uh, we're out of time on the Catholic Radio. Thank you so much for all the Catholic Radio stations that carry the Catholic Man Show. Go check us out on the podcast. We're going to continue this conversation for a little bit longer. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. So one of the things uh, St. Albert the Great talks about, um, he talks about how the importance of, like, that prudence and simplicity are conjoined. You can't you can't separate them. Cuz he talks about like if you live this like if you don't have prudence and you try to live this simplistic lifestyle uh you end up giving away the things or like detaching yourself from things in which it's not according to your state in life. Right? So imagine the man says like okay, I'm going to I'm going to detach from everything I have like a really pro- a real material problem here where it's like I have all the gadgets and gizmos in the house and there's yeah. like all the nicest things. I'm just going to sell everything. And he just sells everything and then all of a sudden like they have just like lawn chairs in the living room and the kids don't have bowls to eat dinner yeah, and like, no, you know, like... It's just not realistic. It's not prudent. Yeah. And so he talks about the importance of prudence and uh, simplicity and how they're conjoined together, which I think is a beautiful thing because remember... Prudence is the mother of all vir- uh, of the cardinal virtues, right. right? So that's where you start, right? You have to. You can't have any of the others without prudence. You can't be just without prudence. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't ha- be uh, courageous without prudence. You can't ha- be temperate without prudence. It's the one that governs them all, right? The charioteer. The charioteer. Yes. It's kind of a mystery. Which one do you get first? Um, but I think that. Uh, Again, I think this kind of bodes bodes well for the idea of like, how do you live the virtuous life? Well, 
simple. Yeah. Be simple. Mm. Start there. I like it. Um, and so he talks about how uh, duplicity is uh, is in co- contradiction to simplicity, right? So he talks about a sign of duplicity is when someone has one thing in uh, one thought in his mouth, another in his heart, and yet another in his actions. Now imagine like Tri- triplicity. That's actually yeah. That's not duplicity. That's triplicity. It's really bad. That's <laughs> you are you're red alert. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing that, but yeah, we're at DefCom three over here. But this is something that I think all men can... Uh, I have no idea which is the bad DEFCOM, if it's like high or low. I don't know which one is worth. Jim says it's high. So maybe DEFCOM 3 is no, not that bad. No, one, meaning oh, low. Oh, DEFCOM 1 is the worst. Yeah. I th- uh, you it's held- not like a tornado where... Like, uh, Jim, you held F5 up a one is- finger, but I thought you were pointing upwards. No. I got Number you. one. All right, never mind. Sorry. Um, but I think, that's, I, I think that's interesting, Like, and I think a lot of men can relate to this, right? Like, how many of us have been at work driving home, come into the front door and still be thinking about how our boss did an injustice to us or some, or like the coworker said something bad about us or, oh, somebody, the you know, the uh, client didn't buy the thing that I was hoping he would buy mm-hmm. while your kids are running up and, you know, your wife is ready for you to help, help her run the home. Yeah. Right? I mean, totally. I, think this yeah, is, yeah. I mean, this is not something that's, uh, you should just like, breeze past i think this is something that is difficult to do mm-hmm. uh, and this is why simplicity while uh, ironically while is is a great starting point is not something that is easy to obtain no not at all it's not simple yeah and i think especially for the family man not that it's easier because i don't think it is i i think it's the it's not any easier for the religious to like obtain simplicity or detachment. Although it's murkier waters for the family man. You know, it, it, it's, it's sort of like um, chastity is a good example, okay? Chastity for the religious is there's like, there's no question about what's what. It's like, it's just zero. Every, everything, it's like zero of every, of all of it, okay? That's what it is. Where, not, not that... Really, the lines in chastity and married life, they're um, well-defined and logical and good, okay? However, it's just not, it's not zero, okay? You know, and so you do have to find the line and, you, you, you know, something you have to, like, learn about and practice, okay? And it's more difficult. The same, I think, is true here. Practicing is one of the best parts. Well, you know, I love being married. <laughs> uh, but... The same, I think it's it's similar here for the religious. Not that it's not hard, just like chastity. It's not that it's not hard. Okay, it's, right. it's just easy to easy to know. Um, whereas for the family man, it's like okay, I'm trying to live this detached life. Um, and there's how many times you say, like, oh, should we get this for the family? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, We're really discerning right now if we should get a side by side. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, is this going to serve the needs of the family? Um, and not everything has to simply like... J- Jim says yes. Not everything has to be... We're not utilitarians, okay? So right. some some things are good, good. Like we get... Themselves. It's like, otherwise it'd be like immoral to have a boat, okay? And it's not immoral to have a boat. Or a side-by-side. Let's just use that or, as or an example. Or a side-by-side, right? Um, but it, it's so much harder to discern... Okay, am I getting this because I want it? Right. 
if you own a uh, like Polaris or you own Ranger or something like that, a, a dealership, and you want to sponsor the Catholic Mangio and give us a good deal on a side by side, I am interested. You want a side by side? I need a side by side. You need a side by side too. I take yeah. it back. Yeah. You also want one. Yes. I don't want one. I just need one. <laughs> You see the difference here, yes. Adam. <laughs> You're just much more holy. I am just. I'm totally am. detached. Yeah. From the side by side, I just need it. I'm just more attached. I need it. So if you own one, we would love your support of the Catholic Man Show. Go to thecatholicmanshow.com. You can I reach out to us. Also, and we would love for you to sponsor us or personally or pray hook for us up you. With one every day for the next or two. Hook us up with two. Three years. I will pray for you every day by name for the next three years. Is this like? Is it, are you like, allowed to buy stuff this yeah, way? I don't think so. I feel like I this, think is, this is feel like, like this is simony or something. Yeah, this is like we're going. <laughs> it feels like murky water to me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a family man, so that's where I live. I'm just laying simple rules down. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, is it wrong for me to pray for the guy? Okay, uh, but anyway. it is. It's it is. It's a hard thing, and I think it like it. It just needs to be said that this is a challenging thing, and uh, often. You make a decision, and then later on, you realize, you know, that wasn't the right decision, okay? And so, you, great, you can change it. It's like one of those things, I don't expect myself to just make the right decision every time, because as my family is growing, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm constantly in new territory, right? I, I you know, we're, I'm deal- as my kids get bigger, well, new things come, and we need new things. It's like, mm-hmm. do I want this? Do I need this? Sometimes you don't know that you don't need it until after you have it and realize, like, we don't need it. Then it's hard to get rid of sometimes. Yeah, um, and I know I keep talking about physical, like I know physical possessions, but I do think. I mean, that's the first and, step. I think, and it's not the most important part of detachment, no. but I do think it's most of it. No, I think. Well, it I mean, most. What you mean by that? Like, like most of your time, like if we're talking about detachment, you're going to spend more time detaching your stuff yourself from all these things, just because they're like the number of them is so large. Can I push back? Yeah, I would love that. I, so I think that... I say, actually, I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I, I think that while it's the first step like to detach from like material things, uh-huh. I think once you make that first initial step, that, that first leap of detaching from material things, you see like the blinders kind of come off a little bit more, and uh-huh. you realize, oh, these things aren't actually as, as important as what I was holding them to. And it's easier to detach from other material things, right? Uh, because you you've kind of developed yeah. a little bit more of that habit. And like with with detachment, it seems that once you detach from certain like certain things, uh, the blinders come off, and you realize like, oh, that was real. Like that was something that is very clear now. Like mm-hmm. I cannot believe I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah. An example is you know when I was like when you and I were. Uh, starting to take our faith seriously again, uh, there was something that I was holding on to deeply, like, because I loved doing it, mm-hmm. right? And I wanted to do it, and I wasn't sure if it was a sin. I was, like, really weighing it out, like, and I was like, I would talk to you about it and be like, well, is it really a sin? I don't know, like, right? can it, could it not be a sin? Uh, you know, and I was, but I really enjoyed it, and I desired it. Mm-hmm. And there's one day I realized, you know what, I think that I would be a better saint. You know, I would be, like I would be a better saint if I didn't if I had this out of my life. Yeah, and so that at that moment when I realized that I I had a prayer, you know, which is a very honest, a very real prayer, mm-hmm. kind of like what you were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, and yeah. I said, like, Lord, I feel like that you're calling me to do this, and I'm going to do it, but I'm just letting you know I don't want to do this. 
Right. Uh, but I'm going to do it because I love you. Unless you say something to me right now that right. I don't have to. Unless you really give me uh, a which, sign. In fact, which I'm, I am very much looking at. You know my, what? I'll give you 30 seconds. Right. Um, Just in case. But then whenever I, I surrendered that, whenever I finally said, like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh-huh. Then I realized <clears throat> how much of an impediment that was yeah. to my sanctity. You, yeah, you have so much clearer vision right. after you surrender things. And so I actually think that the detachment from material things, while the be- kind of like maybe the beginning parts, uh-huh. once you do, it's easier to detach from other material things. Uh-huh. But the harder and the longer process is detaching from your own will. Oh, definitely. There's no, there's no question about that. One way you detach from your from your you learn to detach yourself from your will is by first letting go of these material things, right? Because you desire them, right. okay. So you are actually detaching yourself from your will as you detach yourself yeah. from these physical things, and you have like to be on you your grow, guard. It's like when you grow in one virtue, you kind of grow in all of them. Yeah, you have to be on guard because you certainly can. I I know exactly what you mean. Once you start to give up like things in the category of possessions, they start to fall away. Okay, mm-hmm. and you start to become detached from from things. Okay, and or, or from they all just things. seem less important. That you you than start what you... to have better uh, like a better vision on what they are. Okay, but you need to be vigilant because like what I'm saying is like as your family's growing, all of a sudden like okay, uh, okay, your second kid turns 16. Do you need to get another car for them? You know, like right. you know, and not that you're attached to possessions. All of a sudden, you know, pick your example. The, okay, now we're entering into a new territory. There's this new thing. It's like, mm-hmm. do we need it? Um, like, okay, I have a like, I moved. Like, do I need a log splitter? You know what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I certainly could use a log splitter. I definitely could use a log splitter. Do I need a log splitter? Like, is that going to be good for me? Right. To have one. There's it's this constant. You have to be vigilant. Because even though you like, this okay, why prudence and, and simplicity, you like, have are, to you have to stay on your guard because all of a sudden, as these new phases in life come upon you, before you know it, you've slipped back into mm-hmm. uh, being attached to certain things, right? Like physical things, even though like you had kind of you thought, and this is true really in all virtue. You think you've conquered a vice, right? Okay, and it's just sitting there. And the moment you think that, you think it's miles behind you, and, and then it's like, but but hello, but Satan, <laughs> Satan is dragging it and like keeping it close at hand. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, I can see this also, like as a retired man, right? You work your whole life, and you finally like make like, right living in poverty for the sake of your family. Like mm-hmm. you've like. You make hard choices. You don't. You don't buy coffee on the way to work. Right. You drink the terrible coffee in the office to right. save money and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Your kids move out. I'll, I'm stealing your analogy. No, I'm no, sorry. no. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no. You're, it's your analogy. <laughs> I mean, it, but you can see. I mean, I was just making it better. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, you can see where the, where this plays in, right? Like that. You're, you're, you've attached yourself so much to this. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it's good. Again, I think. One of the best spiritual practices that you can have, and so many saints say this, is having a nightly examination of conscience. Totally. Because it gives you a moment to say, okay, what, like, what were the things in which I, where I failed, or what were the things that I did not want to let go of? Yeah. 
you know, what was it? Th- where was the time where I, I was like, no, 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 this is very important to me. Yeah. And then think, okay, why was it important? Is it good for me to have this of importance? Because it could be, it could be something that's really good for you. Yeah. And pay attention to moments where you were afraid. Yeah. Okay. Even if you didn't make a mistake, even if you didn't, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, no. Did you? Was there something you were afraid of today? That, so this is what actually that's a Teresa really Babla, important thing. This is what Teresa Avila talks about. Uh, when she's talking about the growth in holiness, she talks about how once you detach yourself from mortal sin, and then you detach, your, detach yourself from venial sin. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Francis de Sales. This is not Teresa. I was going to say, is this what the interior castle was about? The, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh. This is. It, Plus, this, I think it's the other way. Yeah, no, it is mortal sin than venial yeah, sin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is uh, Francis de Sales, but he talks about how like once you detach yourself from mortal sin. And again, this is kind of like the blinders thing, right? Like once you finally detach yourself from mortal sin, you realize. I remember being at that phase in my life where I had detached myself from mortal sin and feeling like, man, I am pretty holy. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Good, that's not a good spot to be. Yeah. I mean, I remember thinking like, Pff. right. I like, I've got it. I've got it down. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have to go to confession. You right. Know? Right. So you have you have uh, the detachment from mortal sin, then you have the detachment from venial sin. Yeah, much harder. Which yeah, absolutely much harder. <laughs> and then there's this uh, detachment from uh, imperfections. Yeah, because there's times, and this is kind of what you were talking about, right? There's times where what am I afraid of? Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that you sinned. No, 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 certainly not. Right, that doesn't mean you sinned, but that could be an imperfection. And it's an incline. It's a. It's like a, a red. It's a flag. Like, right. Okay. Like you could have done something. It's something you need to delve into it. Right. Because our, our fears are often, uh, you know, like we're holding back. Right. You know, not letting yep. us go in. Um, I want to read. I want to read this. This I know we've been hitting on hating on Saint Teresa of Avila. No, we have not. I, know, been hate- I, I, I take it back. I know you've been hating on her. No, I have not. I we talked about this on uh, in between breaks. Not do oh, this. okay. So people, well, we're, like, this is after a break. We're still in between breaks here. Well, no, this is podcast. People, so people on the podcast had not heard that because it was in between. Oh, okay. Well, segments. Adam was hating it. Apparently, Adam that's hates. Not, that's not true at all. Saint Teresa of Avila. That's not true. He hopes his enemies name their children Saint Ter- Teresa. That's, that's, that's not true either. That's, but no, it's it would a be quote. great. I'm only quoting him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not what he said. He he doesn't like her though. <laughs> That's not true. He doesn't like her writing. Okay. You happy? I'm much happier. I hope you like what I'm about to read. Okay. So this is, this is her. She's writing on the benefits of detachment. Okay. Okay. God, being most respectful of the freedom he's given us, speaks to our heart when it is uncluttered and silent. He does not interrupt worldly conversations and pursuits. We hear him, therefore, only to the extent that we are disposed by inner stillness and undistracted by selfish desires. He allows us to have exactly what we want. The detachment, the detached individual is saying by his life, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Mm. The detached man enjoys a great freedom because he is no longer enslaved to the opinions of his fellows. He need not fret about what others think of him. His appearance, work, and accomplishments prestige-seeking is slavery, and he is liberated from it. He who is dominated by anything is a slave to it. He who clings to nothing finite for its own sake is as free as a bird in flight. Mm. 
I love that that first paragraph, especially when you know the individual who the, the detached yeah. individual is saying, "Speak, Speak Lord, Lord, your, your servant, servant is listening." listening. Yes, like uh, you're simply waiting upon the Lord. Right. You know, by by detaching yourselves from these other things, from the wor- worldly concerns, worldly pursuits. Obviously, you need to pursue worldly things as part of your vocation. According, like you need to you need to earn money for your family. You know, okay. so there there are worldly pursuits that you need to you do need to pursue some things in the world. Okay. Okay. But though those are not what we should be like we shouldn't attach ourselves to these things. You know, like that's not who I am. This is not what I like this is not my identity. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is my vocation. Mm-hmm. I am a I, I am a son of God. I I am his he calls me to these things, and so I do them because of him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can do that, you're, you're like the man speak, who says, speak, Lord. I thought it was very beautiful. I do, too. I, I like that. And I thought this writing was good. I do, too. I liked it. Yeah. If only she would always write this way. No, you know what you should do? You should, when you read her, just skip like the first two pages. Every time. Yeah, maybe. Just give it a shot. <laughs> see, see, see if your opinion, I, I, opinion changes. Yeah. I'm humbling you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you God, so much. You are so lucky to, to have, have a friend, friend like, like me. I know, man. If I, I thank the Lord every day for it. Ah, uh, wish I had a friend like me. 